time for a prayer. Father, thank you for this time uh, and what you're doing in our lives. This is a very exciting day for me. Um, I'm really thankful for what you're doing. We just had a time of prayer earlier. The reason we do that is because there is a God in the universe that oversees everything. And we are in a spiritual battle. We were talking about the drug problems. The drug problems can be solved with the gospel, which is the power of God unto deliverance. And so I, I'm aware as I'm standing up here this morning that we have great needs. I pray for our hearts and pray that you would oversee the things that are taking place. Pray for our country. And uh, we pray these things in Jesus' name and thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Psalm 2 is the psalm, second psalm in the, the Psalter. And um, I want to read it to you. You're aware, I'm certain, of Psalm 1, which talks gives the contrast of the man that is blessed because he meditates and desires and speaks to the, to the Word of God, as opposed to the man who does not. Psalm 2 seems to focus down on national interest and the response to the Messiah. Let me read Psalm 2 to you. It says, why do the nations, or why are the nations in an uproar and the peoples devising a vain thing? The kings of the earth set their stand and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us tear their fetters apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then he will speak to them in his anger and terrify them in his fury. But as for me, I have installed my king upon Zion, my holy mountain. I will surely tell of the decree of the Lord. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will surely give the nations as your inheritance and the very ends of the earth as your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall shatter them like earthenware. Now, therefore, O kings, show discernment. Take warning, O judges, of the earth, worship the Lord with reverence and rejoice with trembling. Do homage to the Son, that he not become angry and you perish in the way. For his wrath may soon be kindled. How blessed are all who take refuge in him. Good, good song. I've noticed at the beginning of that, uh, psalm that there seems to be this gathering storm of rebellion against the Lord. There are four groups that are mentioned in that psalm, and I'm sure you probably picked those out. First are the nations. Second, in part of the first verse, are the peoples. Then four third are the kings of the earth, and then there are the rulers who uh, take counsel together. I was trying to do some research and study on that. We know when we talk about nations, we're talking about the 
a gathering of people that are under some kind of governmental uh, administrative oversight. They usually have uh, leaders and they have some kind of uh, territory that they inhabit. And it's just a term that speaks about, um, you know, Israel uh, in the Old Testament was the God's people and everybody that was outside were the nations. In the New Testament, the nations is usually translated Gentiles. So you have uh, here a, a picture to the Jewish people that these nations and perhaps the Gentiles is singled out are in an uproar. There's a, an, an unsettled um, discontent, uh, uh, a desire to have something changed that's better, maybe. Um, I was just thinking earlier this morning, oh, good, here comes David. I was just thinking this morning, I'm going to finish this at communion when you do communion, whatever. But I was just thinking this morning of, uh, you know, when they made they made a bunch of changes there at Gilmore Press. I mean, not Gilmore Press, at Lowe's. They added some new equipment and some other stuff like that. And inevitably, when you start making changes like that, people complain. We don't mm -hmm. like changes. We don't like those things. It's just, it, it comes with the territory. Um, we're doing the, you've noticed the bulletin is different. Uh, it's being printed from the cloud. And uh, I was just thinking this morning that there's a lot that we can complain about. You know, we see something that's different. We want to complain about it. But you have to get used to things like that. The change is, is not always bad. It's good many times. It's necessary. And uh, we can go around by grabbing and complaining, or we can just profit from the things that we're doing and, and see the change. And that's true here with these nations that we're talking about in this in this text, that these nations are in an uproar. And secondly, he called on the peoples. Um, I think it's interesting, and I don't know if I have a, a reason that I can articulate to your satisfaction. I think it's interesting that he doesn't translate that the people, but rather he translates it the peoples, as if the peoples themselves are various groups, ethnic groups, um, clans, and other families, perhaps. But you've got this this group of nations that are in an uproar. And then secondly, you have this collection of peoples that are devising or that are um, conspiring or scheming, if you will, these people that are devising or scheming. Something that's empty, something that's meaningless, something that's pointless. We know from the context here, and maybe I'll mention it now and then come back to it. We notice from the context that all four of these groups are termed in verse two as being against the Lord and against his anointed. I do not think it is an accident that the word against appeared twice. I think it's the same, exactly the same word. And I think it's um, just a way of showing here that there is strong opposition, both from those who are called as nations, as well as those that would be groups of people that are thinking about 
vain things, empty things, meaningless things, pointless things, but all of these things are incorporated in this rebellion against the Lord and against his anointed. Third, notice that um, he says the kings of Europe, that we know what kings are, and I think it's interesting here that uh, the, those who are leaders, who are kings, who are who have uh, royal positions of really absolute authority in their reign, generally speaking, uh, the, the, these kings also have taken a public stand and a position against the Lord, against him. This is a, the kings of the earth take their stand. And in connection with that, a uh, fourth group, which is linked to it, says, and the rulers, uh, which would be other people in authority, other people in positions of authority, um, other people that have um, that carry sway among the people and are perhaps behind a lot of political policies that are made and political decisions that are made there. Are, it is pretty certain, I think, if you look at the circumstances, and I've done quite a bit of reading on this, that there are there are very a lot of powerful people whose names are not in the headlines, whose names don't appear in publications, and yet they carry a lot of weight and make a lot of policies. And so here are the kings that have taken their stand, and the rulers, notice the phrase, take counsel. The rulers are, are involved in sitting down at the tables, making some decisions, uh, coming up with conclusions, policies, and directions. But in all four cases, all four of these groups, the summary that would best summarize their positions, their policies, uh, their councils, uh, their dogma, is it is directed against the Lord and against his anointed, and specifically directed against the bonds or the restrictions or the controls that uh, the morality of Almighty God places on people in human time. And I was thinking about that today, just this very morning, when Gigi was telling me of her, her, her uh, mother, Helen, or grandmother, Helen. Um, I guess it was her mom. I think it was her mom. And um, <clears throat> she was telling me that uh, when she was talking about that, I was thinking about so many people around them are living today and they may even, some of them may even have work and stuff like that, but they're living for pleasure. They're playing with drugs and playing with alcohol, and that's the that's the extent of their life. Uh, and uh, I've seen that. Uh, I've seen that in a number of people with a number of, of involvements. I haven't delved into it real heavily, but I've seen that. I've talked to people about that. And that really, that really goes on. And it's really very heavy. I know that Lowe's has a drug testing policy. They give make people that want to work there pass the drug test. And I understand about 80 people that have applied get turned down because of that very thing because they failed the drug test. Yeah. That's that's to me is staggering. It's it's unbelievable. And uh so here is a this uh control that people want to have over their lives and do what they want to do and have call the shots themselves for their own lives. And all four of these groups can be summarized 
uh, by the fact that they are against the Lord and they are against uh, his control, against the Lord, against his Messiah, his anointed. And uh, understand that Jesus, the Bible is clear that um, Jesus, who is the light of the world, has come into the world and men hate that light because the deeds are evil. They want their light. They want their rebellion. They want things their way. And it's a it's an ongoing active rebellion. Yes. Well, finish what you're no, I was gonna say it's just an ongoing active rebellion, and I was gonna say that I can see that resistance in my life myself. I can see that I want to do what I want to do. And there are times when we make decisions and policies, uh, and I have to choose against what I want to do. And I don't have a lot of free time. I was just thinking about that this week. I had free time, and I was thinking I'd like to go see the Tom Cruise movie. And I thought about that, but I have so many things I need to do. I said, no, I'm not going to do that. And you make decisions like that uh, based upon uh, my love for the Lord and for my desire to please him. You know what I'm saying? You laugh, but it's not funny. It's a serious it's a serious commitment and serious um, involvement and use of, of decision-making policies. So what do you want to say? Well, I was just going to point out that in verse 2, they're against the Lord. Lord uh, small yes. caps Lord, which means Yahweh. Mm -hmm. So we're, these, uh, the nations, the Gentile nations, the ethnic groups around, the, uh, around Israel, the kings of the earth, they're all plotting against the God of Israel. Just as today, the uh, the same people, the kings of the earth today, the rulers are plotting against Christ and Christians, Christianity, Jesus. Let us break their chains, they cry, and free ourselves from slavery to God. So in that day, they were against Judaism. In our day, against Christianity. And um, all these other religions that are around the world, uh, they're not the targets of the, of the kings and the rulers of the world like Christianity is. Because Christianity, Jesus, is the way, only way, the only way, the life, the truth, and the life. And so Satan is perfectly content to leave those other religions alone. And yeah, the you know the Muslims they were uh, attacked worldwide after 9/11, but now uh, these Muslims are praised for their peace-loving ways, which is far from the truth. But they're given they're given recognition for that. But but the Jews who who don't want to attack other nations are being targeted only because the one true God is the one who's being targeted. It's not anybody else but the one true God. Yeah. Yahweh in that time, Jesus in our time. 
Notice that in that text, they're saying, let us care their feathers and cast away their cords. Both of those are violent terms to, to even maybe use anarchy and violence to get rid of these controls and to get rid of these things that hold us down and uh, cause us to be free from the control of the righteous one who, according to verse 4, sits. One only one thing is sitting in the throne. The throne is there. 